Hi there and welcome to this week's conversation. My name is Charles, I'm one of the pastors at King's and uh, we're back again. We've got three great guests. We've got Phil Varley, who's our associate pastor. He oversees our four sites. Cindy Dixon, who's a pastor at the Catford site and also Jason Shields. We, we've upgraded this week from Andrew Wilson and replaced him with Jason Shields, a pastor on the Catford site. We thought we'd get someone in who knows the Bible. And so Jason Shields, <laughs> and so, uh, Jason, it's so good to have you with us. Um, great to have you for the first time on the podcast. Uh, why don't you tell us how life is in lockdown for you? Well, no, do you know, first, first of all, great to be here. I mean, it's exciting to be part of, part of this and great to just catch up with you guys and the whole church in general. But um, lockdown, um, I can say many things and in many ways it's changed from week to week, to be honest. Um, but all in all, I have to give God thanks. We're um, as a family where we've had amazing times bonding and um, having meals together. And amidst that, I mean, we've got a little one, wife's pregnant, heavily pregnant. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, challenging at times. But um, all in all, I think we're just very blessed and um, giving God thanks for the time that we've had together. The sun has made it, like, completely different. I don't know what it would be like if we were all, you know, bad weather and whatnot. So, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been it's been good. But at the same time, yeah, just processing, like, everybody else, the kind of the reality of the situation that we're in. Um, so, yeah, mixed. But overall good and I guess in the midst of that we are really grateful so yeah great it's great to hear how you're doing and it must be uh, difficult with you know children at home and tap pregnant um but uh, thank you for taking the time out to join us uh, this week um, you might you might get some questions from Cindy about how much exercise you're doing but we'll, we'll see how we go um, <laughs> We start there already. I Jason. Like might be a continuation of last week, but go for it. How's your weekend been? Weekend, I was thinking about this um, last night, and I was just thinking, you know, because sometimes you're at home and you feel like you're not doing anything, but the weekend has been quite eventful. So, you know Mr. Motivator on BBC? Um, he's... Um, <laughs> Where are you going with this, Cindy? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So I've been trying to eat sensibly, but also to exercise. I'm not doing very well with the exercise. So I really feel encouraged by Mr. Motivator because he's like in his 60s and he still looks, you know, he still looks fit. So um, I, I've been going, I've been watching him online. 10 minutes, you know, walk the dog. He's got these kind of different kind of exercises that he does. And I think it's really good. And I was just thinking to myself, I mean, if he can do it, I mean, I can do it. There's hope for me, isn't there? I mean, you guys are spring chickens anyway, so. But someone like me, obviously, <laughs> I need to try and work out and, you know, get in the flow of things. But on a serious note, so when I wake up every morning, and I've been doing this for the past couple of weeks, but also very, very, very seriously this weekend. You know where Andrew was talking about the biblical promises? So I wake up in the morning and I always have a scripture, you know, like... um as a scripture of promise over my family's life, over my life. And mm. so my scripture for today was, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I was just thinking, and I said this the last um, week when we were on, on doing the Zoom class, how blessed we are. So I heard a story over the weekend of this gentleman who lives in Africa. And with all this coronavirus going on, he kept praying that God would let him get the virus. Do you know why? Because he is poor. He cannot afford, afford to buy food. And he's thinking, if I get the virus, I'm going to be going into hospital. 
and at least I'll get three meals a day. And you know, when you think of these stories, it just makes you realize how really blessed we are. So I wake up in the morning, I say this true scripture over my life, and I try and be positive because it might not seem as if I've got a lot to do or got much at the moment, but actually we are really blessed mm. and highly favored. So I just wanted to share a story about Mr. Motivator. I think you guys need to follow. <laughs> That's good motivation at the start of this podcast for me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, how are you doing, man? How are you doing? It wasn't starting with Motivator. That wasn't the beginning I thought was going to come on. But um, I haven't been watching him. Uh, but yeah, okay. I was trying to think what, we, what we even did this weekend. Because... Uh, I don't know, it just all feels like the days a bit blur into each other, don't they? And so we did, yeah, I think we did some nice stuff. We went for walks and, you know, we, we had some family time and did some good things, but it, it does feel a little bit of a blur. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the church service on Sunday. I thought that was really strong and Andrew was excellent. And uh, hearing the blessings is not too bad. He's not quite Jason Shields. He's obviously a, much, he's a higher level. <laughs> But he's not bad. Um, no, he was great, wasn't he? And uh, I just thought listening to The Blessing again, that what a song that, and just what a message in this moment. I mean, it's just anointed. So yeah, yeah, we're okay. Thank you. Yeah, it's great that you mentioned The, the Blessing uh, video. I've literally had that on repeat on my phone all weekend yeah. well, and just yeah. listening to it over and over again. It's so, so powerful, so moving. And um, for, for me, well, my, my weekend was uh, much, much the same as every weekend. Uh, just and, and watching, watching plenty of Netflix and things like that. But um, uh, today actually is my birthday. So, oh, happy birthday, yeah. Charles! Charles. 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 Are you sure you really want to get there, Jason? No. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure <laughs> on the on the podcast that's going going global these days. You want to see happy birthday to me? But um, no, this is a strange, strange time to have a birthday, isn't it? You know, when everyone's in, in lockdown. Um, but me and Amy are planning on uh, doing a, a Kimbangi bike ride later on this afternoon. So we're going to get out, hopefully, in the sun and enjoy that. Um, but yeah, otherwise, the, the weekend's been much, much the same as everyone else. So come on, Charles, how old? You can't just tell us it's your birthday without telling us how old you are. <laughs> well, I, I it might be quite fun to get some guesses maybe on the, on the podcast. Uh, okay. so, uh, I, I don't know whether you guys were to guess it, but Cindy, you, I, don't I know, know how, I know how old you are, Charles. Go on, Cindy. How old am I? You're 32. Wow. Okay. Before I before I reveal, uh, Phil, what's your guess? I think Auntie Cindy's right. Oh wow! Gosh, this is this is not really a fun game, is it? Not <laughs> <laughs> like the best game we've ever played. <laughs> when it comes to birthdays, there were all there's a whole range of other games you can play on birthdays. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> um, he didn't have much time to prepare. Right as well, so. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I will reveal that I am 32 years old. <laughs> so um, I, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit, a little bit old. But um... Mate, don't say that around me and Cindy. <laughs> Phil, seriously, you're young. <laughs> well, yeah, it's all relative. <laughs> yeah. I, I still, I still feel young though. I still feel young, but um, yeah, thir thirty-two is uh, so it's dawning on me. I'm, I'm, you know, past thirty now. Um, but yeah, it's uh, one of those things, isn't it? But yeah, I'm looking forward to celebrating later on with uh, with Amy, and uh, we're going to be on the on the phone, I think, to my family a little bit, a little bit, a little bit later on as well. So yeah, it's Charles, all good. You need, 
you wait till you get to 40. There's some, the weirdest things happen at 40. And I noticed this thing amongst my friends. <laughs> Basically, anybody over 40 is delighted that you turn 40. It's as if you join their old club. And they're all, they, all, they all feel a lot better about their own age because suddenly you've joined them over this line of kind of aging, whatever. They're all like, yes, he's 40. And anybody younger is like, yes, he's really old. And they wave goodbye to you. No one's really celebrating you. They just mock you from different sides of the kind of age line. That's basically what happens when you turn 40. It's quite, it's quite challenging, actually. Really? They've got eight years for that, mate. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that day when I'm like this. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we should sing happy birthday to Charles. Go for it. Yes. Go Phil, Phil you're, you're the music... You're the music master. So Are we seriously yes. doing this? Yes, please. please. Okay. All right. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. It doesn't work Happy on Zoom. Happy birthday, dear Charles. Happy birthday to you. Wow. <laughs> if so everybody much. ever was wanting to watch or listen to this we have now killed every possible <laughs> person who might ever listen to this really the, the podcast has gone to whole new levels now <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's bring us back on track eh? let's, um, let's go to the weekend as Phil mentioned um, Andrew preached a, a really good really good mm -hmm. sermon on Psalm 91 a well known psalm and what I loved about the message was that he kind of split it into two halves. One talking about maybe how not to interpret Psalm 91, talking about mm -hmm. the illustration of the immunity passport and how some people can read it and believe that just by believing in Christ, we are you know, free from suffering and illness. And then the second half of this message was talking about what Psalm 91 really teaches. And so just looking at the, the first part, he talks about uh, what it doesn't teach. And I mm -hmm. wondered, Phil, whether you'd kick us off in terms of have you come across that type of interpretation? Have you come across um, people who might, who might interpret that way or believe that Psalm 91 is teaching an immunity passport for us? Yeah. I have, are you asking me to name names, Charles? Is that what you're after? <laughs> I am. You can name and shame oh, the podcast. I'm not sure that's appropriate. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, of course. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's always the challenge, isn't it, as to how to read the promises of God and what they are promising or what they're not. And obviously... I'm not saying that I've got it all right by any means, but I think, I think the, the comment he made, and I have been, I remember going to a church with my, with my family once, and it's a brilliant church. I mean, fantastic in so many ways, but the preacher just seemed to kind of, as the message went on, started to promise things out of the Bible that I just don't think you can promise about, you know, he started to say things like, by this time next year, you, those of you who don't have a job will have a job. And by this time next year, those of you who are single will be married. And that, I think it's good to pray. Obviously, you've got to pray for those things. You pray for God's provision. You believe in God's provision. But that, that, that kind of specific application, I just think, sets people up to experience huge despondency and disappointment when sometimes that doesn't happen. And it does. I think we've lost Phil a little bit there. Um, have either of you got anything to add on that? Yeah, I mean... Am I back now? Oh, Jason. We'll go for it, Phil. I don't know where you lost me, so I'll just repeat myself like a preacher. But I think the problem is if you if you if you preach you preach everything at that extreme, the problem is when people get despondent, then it undermines their belief in kind of almost everything. And I think that's what's so dangerous about it and so unhelpful about it. So, so yeah, I have I have been in context where I thought they they have preached that kind of stuff. 
Jason, were you going to add something? Yeah, I was just going to um, add, I think, I think for me in, in my life, the way I kind of, I try to <clears throat> view the scriptures is not separate to my own personal experience of life. Um, I try not to separate and be, have a sort of over-spiritualized thinking, but living a whole different reality because I think just the mere stats on TV will tell you that um, unfortunately no one's immune. Um, there is no immunity yet and that's we're looking for a vaccine so I think I try to find hope in the scriptures but just yeah so aware that like kind of holding on to something that isn't true isn't helpful because the reality around you tells you that it's not um, so that for me is a good indication to be like, what does the Bible actually say and, and, and what comfort can I draw from it if, if it doesn't mean complete immunity? What, what does it actually mean? And um, yeah, just going back to my, to my faith, really, in that, um, you know, Jesus doesn't ever promise us that. And I think Andrew said the quite opposite, actually. As a believer, we probably have more struggles than them. And we, we, we have a hope that we kind of yearn for the return of Christ. But in the midst of it, we can see the breakthrough of God and the work of the Spirit. And I think those moments are exciting. And when it gets all too much, we look up and say, Lord, when will you return? But um, yeah, so I try to have a, a balanced view um, in relation to, yeah, those, those topics. What I felt was uh, really powerful in Andrew's message where was his last point, which, where he talks about the only person that interprets it that way is, is Satan mm-hmm. and how it can be so dangerous for us as believers to to believe the lie that Satan throws at us mm. and um, often I think Andrew spoke about the fact that you know if you're a Christian and you follow that way of um, interpreting the passage and you do get sick or ill then you can end up questioning mm. whether God loves you and whether you truly are a believer which yeah. I thought was such a, an interesting point so I was, I was uh, yeah really really struck by Andrew's teaching on Sunday um, he obviously then went on to talk about what Psalm 91 does teach, and he listed, you know, seven things. Um, and just for the sake of uh, being brief, those seven things were rest, refuge, fearlessness, protection, victory, answered prayer, and salvation. I just wondered for any of you guys whether there was one of those things maybe that particularly resonated with you. Um, I think for me it was um, his third point, which was fearlessness. And... Um talking about you will not fear the terror of the night and, and that, that, that scripture, um, verse five and six. And I think also it just reminded me, so he had seven biblical promises and I read a book, um, it's to do with Joyce, it's a Joyce Meyer book and it's, it's called A Confident Woman. And basically in the book, she had seven secrets of a confident woman. And one of um, her secrets, which was the second one, was a confident woman refuses to live in fear. So that just kind of resonated with me and again, she backed it up with scriptures. So Second Timothy, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of sound mind. And also Hebrews 10, we are to live by faith and not draw back in fear. And I was really, um, really thinking about this and thinking about how fear can cause us to bury our talents. And sometimes it's due to the fear of failure or judgment or criticism. And I was talking to my husband and I was saying to him, Um, I believe that everybody has got a strength. And I think sometimes we need to focus on our strengths, find what our strengths are and grow our strengths because even a smile is a strength or someone who's organized is a strength or someone who's good at IT is a strength or someone who is compassionate is a strength. So, but I know I talk to a lot of people who don't actually think that they've got any strengths. They have nothing good to give, but just tying that all in because fear is, 
fear can be like a cancer. Fear causes you to step back from what God has promised you. Fear makes you compare yourself to people. Fear um, helps and stops you from taking risks. And if you don't take risks, you don't make mistakes. You never learn. You know, so fear has a stronghold on a lot of people. So that really, really resonated with me. And it's interesting how I kind of, kind of um, compared it to the book that I read because um, I, 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 I thought after I read that book that, you know, there's a lot of things that, I mean, I think this is general, not just for women, but for men as well, that we can be confident in so many areas of our lives. And in that way, we will excel and be the people that God has called us to be. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so good, Cindy. Really good. <laughs> Very good. How about you, Jason? Anything that resonated with you? Yeah, I think um, for me, the, the immediate one was refuge. Um, and it just, it really made me think about um, who I am and what God has called for me as a, as a believer, as a follower of Christ. And um, I think in many ways, I'm, I look at the world and I think there's so much wrong with it in many ways. And we're living through a difficult time, but I'm called to, to serve and to, and to sacrifice and um, in many ways to, to help those that are in need be a voice to the voiceless. And actually, I think in the midst of doing the work of Christ, there's, there's much challenge and, and, um, and there's much knockback and, um, and there's much sacrifice that's needed. And I think for me, it's really helpful to know that in the midst of <clears throat> doing that work, we have that refuge that we can kind of lean back into God and sort of be recharged. No, we have an element of protection, but it's almost the opposite of wanting immunity is saying, actually, I don't, I don't, I don't want immunity because Christ didn't have immunity. Um, you know, and, and I think there's many people that are vulnerable that have no such thing that even comes close to or resembles immunity. Um, so actually for me, the opposite is true, but in going out like Christ did and sacrificing and dying daily, actually, I, I, it's good to know that there is a God of comfort of refuge who I can come back to. And he knows me by name and he knows my story and where I'm going. And, and I think that, that, that on a personal and individual level, I think it's the, the refuge of God is powerful and helpful when you're trying to apply the teachings of Christ and what it means to be, to be a disciple. So, yeah, that, that was a, a takeaway, a real takeaway, mm. encouragement in that, from that text and from Andrew's sermon. Mm, that's good. Yeah. yeah, really good. Really good. I think, yeah, I think for me, um, I don't, I thought quite a lot about the word rest recently and just that whole mm. kind of theme. And, you know, even from the Psalm, you know, we looked at before Psalm 23 when, you know, Steve preached out of, I just think that, you know, that the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. And, mm. you know, he makes me lie down by green pastures, all those kind of things. And we're, I think we said last time we're in this season, which, you know, should, in some sense, maybe there should be more margin or some people there is, but that doesn't necessarily mean you feel at rest necessarily. Mm. You, and you can be internally striving or trying. And I, I've just read and listened to quite a lot. I, mean, I listened to one particular guy uh, uh, preaching about this kind of stuff. And he just talked about the fact that actually you can, in the right way, I'm not saying in the Bible, there is striving. Obviously there is, you know, straining ahead <laughs> and all those things, but in the right way in your heart, there's a sense of being able to rest and almost relax in God and trust that he is in, you know, I can't work this out. I can't fix everything I want, and but I'm going to rest in the knowledge that you that you're good and you're in charge, and I can't fix it myself. But I'm, I'm believing you can, and in a sense, allowing myself to lie <laughs> lie down, if that makes sense, in my heart. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but so I just think knowing that that's 
I just thought that was a very helpful promise and it, it, it feels like a bit of a theme for me at the moment, just thinking about that kind of thing. Yeah. Now, literally relaxing in God in terms of, I trust you. Mm. I trust you mm. with this. That issue, I'm going to trust you with that. Okay, mm. I'm going to, <laughs> I've tried to work this out in my brain. I can't work it out. I'm going to trust you with it. I'm going to mm. relax and believe you that you're a good shepherd or you're going to work it out. Or... Mm. Yeah, that definitely resonates uh, with me and I'm sure many others as well. Mm. I find that certainly in this time, I'm finding that there's a certain like restlessness in my own yeah. mind. Uh, maybe it's because of the circumstances we're living in but I just sense that I'm getting up each morning wanting to, I don't know, achieve or do something mm. of purpose, of meaning, where I guess often lots of people, including myself, can get their purpose and meaning from work. Now Absolutely. that work looks very different, now we're trying to find our purpose and meaning in so many other things. And, um, you know, that can be going online, that can be doing online shopping now because we can't go out to the shops. It could be doing gardening, painting, decorating, whatever it is. I'm just finding that there's a certain restlessness in my in my own heart, and so that word rest has certainly resonated with me, similar to what you were saying, Phil. And I also felt what was really encouraging from Andrew's sermon was in verse 13, where it talks about you will tread on the lion and the cobra, you'll trample the great lion and the serpent. He talks about um, Jesus being the one who's done that. that you know, the lion of Judah has ruled the lion of hell, and how. Uh, Jesus is, you know, trampled on the head of the, the serpent. He is the great kind of serpent crusher. And um, that kind of realisation, once again, that Jesus has done this for us and it's all about what he has done rather than what we do. And I found over these last couple of weeks, that as I've read back through the scriptures, there's been uh, a weight lifted off my shoulders and I felt like, oh, well, like, thank God that he's done it on my behalf so that I don't yeah. have to. And that's been really reassuring to me. It's interesting though, isn't it? Like Charles, I don't know if you find this, but I, like I totally can relate to what you just said, but I find that I have to keep going back and doing that because I quickly just kind of <laughs> accumulate the weight back on me and I have to keep, it's not like I've done it. I, you know, I, I felt that lifted on Saturday and I've been living in the good of it. It's like I have to kind of daily, it's like I'm sort of drawn back to thinking the wrong way or um. trying to validate my life by a certain kind of achievement or whatever it is it's like i have to keep coming and getting right and getting my uh, head straight and helping uh, getting god to speak to me again and yeah absolutely and I, and I think that's what would be great for us to maybe discuss now is how do we apply these things it's so easy for us to talk about you know, those seven things that andrew taught on but uh, how do we actually live this out how do we apply these things to our daily lives and you know, it feels right and that we need to keep reminding ourselves, keep coming back to this. But mm. um, I don't know, let's go to you, Jason, first. Like, how, how do you, <clears throat> about refuge before, but how do you actually live this out? How do you live the teaching of Psalm 91 out? Um, <clears throat> I think, for me, I think I start by reading it often and um, just reminding myself of, of one, what God has called me to um, as a believer, as a disciple, and um, and the power that he has to provide me that refuge, which is obviously in the work of Christ. And as Andrew said, I think maybe it was, it, was it Buddha that spoke about like this kind of almost like this perpetual type of striving, but Jesus at the end said it is finished. And so I guess it's me reminding myself that actually the hope is in the fact that Jesus has finished, he's completed, that he's, that he's destroyed sin, Satan and death, and so that that allows me and fuels prayer life. It, it fuels what I read and what I look at and who I speak to. Um, so it's, yeah, I think it's just like almost a constant renewing of the mind and it can be, it can be challenging. And, and, you know, in the midst of that, there will be fear, there will be worry that 
you know, in a very practical note, trying to serve and help and care for, like, I've got to think about my family and my health and my children and all those other things. So there's very real kind of dimensions to practically applying um, being a disciple and caring for others. But um, I think, yeah, just going back, for me, going back to the scriptures, um, remind myself through worship, um, I love to listen and sing and to those engage in worship to almost recenter myself as I think Phil was talking about. And I think it's, it's mm. that continual recentering that almost Jesus drawing away, going to the desolate place um, that are practices that, um, that I try to do difficult, challenging, not perfect. But again, it's, it's not about kind of trying to have a perfect linear progression through life and, and, and you know, of godliness, but it's, it's turning up and showing up for me. And, um, and when I get it wrong saying, I'm sorry, trying trying to be consistent um, and relying on on the spirit because i know that i can't do it by myself so i'm not going to kid anyone but yeah mm-hmm. yeah Go on, uh, um i was just going to say i think for me it's um first of all being still and hearing from god um and believing the scriptures you know it's it's like we read the scriptures um we know what god's promises are we read them all the time I think it's just believing this thing in your heart that this is the God that we serve. These are the promises in our lives. And when things don't go the way you want them to go, you still need to stand strong because that is where your faith comes into it. That's where your resilience comes into it. That's where your hope comes into it. So, you know, we use all these words all the time, but when things actually don't go the way you want them to, so that's, that's sometimes when we fall. That's time when we fall short of his glory. Sometimes when we sin and it's not a deliberate act. But again, it's a combination of your emotions and where you're at in life at that moment in time. And sometimes not believing that actually God is for you and all of these promises are actually not about you, it's about someone else. But it's God's promises for all of us, for all of us who are Christians, for all of us who have, um, for his sacrifice for all of us. We are all saved and we are all his children. So we all, each and every one of us has the same blessing. No one's blessing is more than the other person. So you might see someone who is looking it seems like everything's going well for them, but actually probably not. You don't know. So you cannot compare yourself to someone else. You have to still believe that God loves you. God is for you. His love is unconditional. His love is continuous, you know, and in the scriptures in first John, it says the perfect love of God casts out fear. And it does, doesn't it? Mm. Because we are his children. And I think it's, it's that thing that we all struggle with just staying on track staying on that journey that God has put us to. Don't fall. I always say, you know, you're on, a, you're on a road, right? So you're going down this road, you sin, it's 20 steps back, you start again. You're back on this road. You sin, you fall on the side, you have to step on it. So it's, 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 it's our relationship with God. God doesn't move, God doesn't change, but we're the ones who are sometimes fallible. Um, we're not sure, we don't believe, you know? So I think for me, it's just being still, hearing from God, hearing his word, and using people around me, I always pray that God will speak through people to me. So, you know, sometimes you can ask someone something. And I always pray before I speak to the person, I say, God, please speak through this person. And I know that you are, you know, so, so there's so many ways that God speaks. Up. If we are not still, you're just, we are good and hear nothing, do we? You're just all busy, chaotic, you know, just be calm, be still and know that I'm God. <laughs> how about you, Phil? Any thoughts on how <laughs> I'm just gonna no. I think I think Cindy is such a good answer. I, I like yours as well, Jason. But I, I think this thing about yeah, it's, it's, I'm I'm not very good at. I mean, I really like stillness. I'm not 
find it hard to do, but I know that when I do it, it's like the opposite to how I live my life. It's like, it's just, okay, I was going to affect everything and change by being. I set my phone, I get my phone and I set it for five minutes and I just like, I'm not allowed to do anything. Like I'm literally just going to sit and be quiet and pray. And it's like, and the timer is the way, <laughs> the way of me measuring whether I've done it or not, which is ridiculous, but I still do it. But I do find that if I do that, that is like an antidote to my kind of frenzied kind of like activism. And so I, I think that's so helpful. And then I think what Jason said about knowing truth, I think for me to live truth out, I need to believe it first. You know, we, you know, you can tell what someone believes by the way they live, don't you? So how we live is a product of what we really think and believe. And that's why you know, knowing truth is so transformative for our life because that's where our actions all come from ultimately. I think we're losing Phil a little bit. So, uh, oh, Phil. This, this is life on uh, Zoom, isn't it? You know, all, all, uh, <laughs> Jason said, Come on, Phil. <laughs> um, he was about to say something very profound, um, so, but I'm sure. He'll come back in a moment. He'll come back, yeah, he'll come back. Um, finish off, but I think that uh, what he was saying was, was so true and what you guys were saying uh, was so helpful in terms of knowing truth. Mm. Uh, Phil, you're back. I'm back. Yeah. I, I, got, I got bored of myself, so I was... <laughs> 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 I'm, not, I'm not sure whether someone's there just, like, getting rid of you all the time. What's going on? Um, too long, too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of the comms guys in the background. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we know which one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying. Um, so I think what you were saying was that um, obviously the, the knowing truth, the being still, uh, was so important. Was there anything else you wanted to just close up on? I just, I just think it just takes me a while for my, for my. I was, I was thinking. I often, I love walking through mountains, and mountains sometimes you get clouds that come in, and sometimes they just lift, and then you see the kind of panorama. But you. And sometimes that's what it's like for me. It takes a while for it to lift, for me to see it again, and for me to realise, oh, God's real. God loves me. God cares. You know, the clouds seem to come in very easily, and it just takes a while for them to go. And I, so for me, it's, it's really what these two have just said, but I guess that picture I have in my mind, just knowing that when I know it, I live it. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that... Um, I guess to summarise what you guys are saying, I totally agree with what you guys are saying. And I feel that uh, in this time, myself, I'm probably, I'm probably not the only one who's asking the question, you know, what, what is life all about? And as I start to reflect on my priorities, I realised that what some of the stuff I was doing before lockdown was in the end pretty meaningless or actually wasn't, wasn't really achieving much or doing much. And so being able to just to be still, to, to know God's truth, to, to read the scriptures, has helped me to reprioritise what life is all about. And um, being still and hearing his voice has been so, so important to me during this time. And so I hope uh, what we've said, I hope is a real encouragement to those who are listening, just mm -hmm. to spend a bit more time being still, waiting on God, listening to him, finding rest and refuge and all these things in here and being able to just um, live, a, live a life that glorifies God, you know. Mm -hmm. So going into this week, I know that there's a, a number of things going on at the church and so on. And obviously, Jason, it's great to have you on. 
time. Are there anything that's going on this week that you'd uh, like to share, like the listeners to know about? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a few things. Firstly, um, to mention Alpha, I know Charles is leading a, um, an Alpha group and Annie as well. So please just head on to the website, find out more about um, the Alpha courses because I'm, I'm leading one as well. We've started quite a few weeks ago, but it's brilliant. And just having that space to literally ask any questions and just really investigate the claims of Christianity and, um, and why we believe what we believe is just, yeah, I, I can't recommend it enough. And there's so many people on the course that are just absolutely loving it and, um, you really kind of small little community as we kind of journey through this together. So definitely I recommend Alpha. And um, also if you're a young, a young adult, um, get involved with our social media, our, um, our United um, Instagram account. Every Friday, 11 o'clock, we do a little coffee catch up where we're live and we kind of just go through various topics at the moment. We're looking at attributes of God. And again, it's just a way that we can as a community really support one another, share content, engage with each other. So that's just been really brilliant. I know um, Tasha Wife has been um, really proactive in doing so much on various social media outlets throughout the church. So yeah, just engage with social media. If that is for you, um, I know some people that is. But um, for many of us, yeah, I'm sure you can engage in and just really be a feel part of a community and connected with what is um, going on throughout the church. So yeah. We are really blessed, aren't we, to be in a church that's doing so much. And I know there's so many resources online. And so if you're listening to this, I'd love to encourage you to go to our website. Uh, there's loads of resources on there. There's things like Worship Wednesdays and kids resources and youth resources, um, as well as this podcast and, and a whole range of things to, to help you and serve you in this season. So that's really helpful. Just on Alpha, I mean, I'm so encouraged by the number of people that are inviting other people along. Uh, we've got over 120 people exploring faith on Alpha this term. And, you know, some of those people are actually joining us from across the world. People in, you know, Portugal, um, someone in, in up north in, in the UK, in Bradford. Um, you know, it's really, really great to see people connecting online. And so there we keep wanting, we keep wanting to pray. We keep wanting to pray for that and keep wanting to see many people come to faith uh, through Alpha. And lastly, on this podcast, I just wanted to say that since, our, since last week's conversation, I've had a number of people emailing me about what we should call this podcast. Okay, would you believe it? So I've had a whole range of different options. I've had people uh, saying that we should call it, you know, Cheery Charles Talks of His Chums or Chats of His Chums. Charles, did you send that to yourself? <laughs> That's your suggestion, isn't it? <laughs> that didn't come with my email, Charles. That was you. <laughs> well, I've, had, I've had even like kicking it with Kimbangi. I've had all sorts of crazy suggestions. The Cindy the Dixon show. Trust <laughs> <laughs> me, these aren't just my suggestions, all right? You probably won't believe it. We've had so many good suggestions that what we're going to do week is we're going to put it out there. If you've got any suggestions on what we should call this Zoomcast, please email me. My email address is charles.kimbangi at kingschurchdunman.org. That's charles.kimbangi at kingschurchdunman.org. Email me your suggestions. And then the next week or two, we're going to reveal what we're going to call this podcast. We're going to be doing it every week. And so we're going to put it out every week. We'd love to get a really great name. And so do help us. Email me your suggestions. And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to reveal what the name of this podcast is going to be. <laughs> We do hope you have a great week. We hope that you join us on Sunday. Uh, we've had so many good Sunday services. Mm. Join us this Sunday uh, online. And um, thank you so much for my guests, Cindy, Phil, and uh, Jason. It's been great to have you guys on the podcast this week. Hope you have a great week, and I look forward to catching up pretty soon. Take care, guys. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.
you later. See you guys. Cheers. Thanks, Charles. Okay.